0: A goddamn hot box in here oh hey we've recording. okay hi know <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that door so there's a little bit of airflow let's we can. try to see what happens here hi welcome to the second edition to the cinema squad what are we some kind of
1: cinema, cinema squad,
0: squad? i'm Slightly tipsy, Michael Grace. I'm just kidding,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's fine if you are. And I'm Seth. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Jason can't be with us this week. be bomb. Yeah. But we uh, send him all our love and appreciation. And I'm you. sure he'll be here next week. And we'll make sure to tell him what next week's film is. But this week, besides talking about uh, recent movie news, we will be talking in depth about this week's movie, which is... <laughs>
0: Who framed Roger, <laughs> Roger Rabbit?
1: Rabbit? So, uh, we'll get to that a little later on. First, though, you know, how are you doing, Michael? Just kind of uh, while I'm pulling this uh, up, how's your week been? It has been
0: today. Okay, so it's been a very exhausting week with me because um, I'm I'm training for management at the Boston restaurant Eat, and I pumped out fifty nine hours this past week. <sighs> My ankles and feet both feel it, but mm-hmm. me physically, it it it's so much joy to me. because I when I get there, I'm there from like eight o'clock in the morning to like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. I know it sounds like what, yeah. but the time inside a restaurant. Goes by so fast that yeah. it's it's bonkers. So you
1: know, I'm I'm almost in a similar situation, and in, in the sense of you know, because I I start a new job, yay, and it's a lot busier than my other one with more mm-hmm. responsibilities. And the best part about it is that the day goes by. You know, it just flies by, which is hmm? <laughs> like, daylight come and we want to go, go home. home? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It really is, but you know, it, it's. You know, it, But I like that. I, I like a day going by fast when you're just doing work and getting it done. Right. The good thing
0: about it is, it's like you're, you're doing your business. You're learning. I'm learning um, different aspects. As a matter of fact, for the past three weeks, I've been working as at the host stand. So I've been learning where all the tables are, where the rhythm is, how to seat people, how to greet people, all that stuff. I mean, it's just normal things, but getting acclimated to. I saw you with that cheesecake. You saw me with that cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what. I devoured the freak out of that thing. It was so good. Yeah.
1: Blackberry tart. Mwah! just kiss. I'll have to plan a time to come Uh, to the bus and I'll let, I'm gonna just let you choose everything I have. Done. Because I'm sure you'll want And to also
0: I've it. appreciated sushi so much more now and I really want to strangle. They do do sushi, don't they? Yes, they do. I do love sushi. And let me tell you something, the Iron Cross roll add mango to it. Humana, humana, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <Hey>, oh God! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Um. so uh, I I finished my three weeks there I have three weeks in each area of the front of the house before I get into management so the next three weeks I'll be running food so I'll be taking food from the kitchen I'll be working face to face with them and those guys are a hoot in the back of the house and a half and, oh
1: more like a third because well, it, a third is less than a half I, I know this
0: <laughs> get your act together people <laughs> but yeah, it's it, there's more of them, so it it counterbalances each other, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Whatever, Maybe. I don't know. But I'll be working with them and touching bases with the tables and everything of that nature. It's, so I get to go look on that aspect of it. Also, our to-go's on like Fridays and Saturday nights are it's bonkers. Do that again.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, it's it's good to. I'm I'm glad everything's working out for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This uh, and the only ev- g-
0: downside about that is my social engagements are limited to like Wednesdays and
1: Sundays. So. Right, which is why we're uh, recording here on oh, a full moon and Sunday. It is a full. Yeah, moon. It's a full moon. Ooh, moon, baby. Werewolf in Mississippi. So blue moon. I am, uh, but I am glad that we were able to meet for this because I, you know, I, I like a. Weekly routine of this, and I really thought our uh, first episode was good. We're we're still getting our uh, audience and everything, but I think as we post, it's going to be better and better. I know uh, our good friend Shane is going to be listening to this episode uh, because he has seen the movie we're talking about. But before, who has it? Well, we'll talk. We'll so, talk about that. <laughs> but talking about some uh, news, so. Uh, so I don't know how much you, you, as you said, your uh, social interaction hasn't been uh, very much lately, and also you may not be within the circles who talk about these sort of things, but we are about 100 days or so out from uh, the next Spider-Man, Spider-Man right. No Way Home, which is supposed to come out this December, and we have still... Yet to get a trailer of any kind. I'm kind of excited about it. And so, but apparently there's some news that tomorrow, Monday, which will be the 22nd. Today's the 21st, right? Hold on. You can check that time. 23rd. It'll be tomorrow's the 23rd. Tomorrow's the 23rd. So on the 23rd, uh, there is CinemaCon where Sony has a two-hour presentation. Now you know because with the Marvel, Disney, Sony deal. Sony is over the marketing and a lot of the aspects when it comes to the Spider-Man movies. Right. Even though Disney distributes them and... uh, I heard you about to say destroyed it. Destroys. (laughs) I I don't know what I was going to say for a second. Uh, uh, Distributes them. Even that sounds weird. Distributes. distributes. There we go. I was, I was putting weird emphasis on when distributes them. The wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. So with them having a two hour slate tomorrow at CinemaCon, a lot of people think that is when they're going to drop this trailer.
0: I'm kind of stoked if they do, because yeah. uh, I just watched the the final Eternals trailer and I'm...
1: I, oh! I, <laughs> I just, I'm, um, yeah. And Chloe Zhao uh, yes. directing that. I, it's It's really great. And this will be also connected to it a bit because someone asked Kevin Feige, producer and head of Marvel, uh, what the casting situation looked like for Fantastic Four. You know, asking are they going to get big names or go in the route of getting relatively unknowns like they did for Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, right? And that route. So he said, you know, the great thing about the MCU is that they will have they have a mixture of that. They'll have their Hemsworth and Hiddleston, but they'll also have a Benedict. For Doctor Strange or Christian Bale for the new Thor movie as Gore the Gore the God Butcher. right? So it's very it's going to be very interesting as we see because you know the big fan favorites for those two or at least when it comes to uh, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman is still John Krasinski and his wife uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Which I'm sure they would do a great job. They're not my first picks. Right. Um, but I do think they do a fantastic job so uh. we'll have to wait and see. Okay. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> right. I did. But we'll see tomorrow if there is a trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. And if mm-hmm. there is, I'm sure that next week we'll be definitely talking about it. Definitely, definitely. Talking. But also, it'll be a week away and everyone will have seen it. And I don't know what could be said about the what people see that we'll be able to add. But we can definitely try. Absolutely. So another thing that I saw was... So a lot of DC movies are getting made for HBO Max. Mm. So we, you know, there's rumors of a, um, a black Superman movie with Michael B. Jordan. So oh. It's not, it wouldn't be a black Kell el because apparently there, there is a different earth Superman who is black and he has a different name. I don't know much about him. Uh, but apparently they would go that route with this. Okay. But we're also getting a Batgirl movie with, did you see In the Heights?
0: I saw it on stage in 2010. Well, in the film...
1: <laughs> in the film, Leslie Grace played Nina. Oh, okay. And she has been cast as Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, in that movie. Okay. So that's... Um, that's gonna, gonna be happening. And we're supposed to also be getting a Blue Beetle movie for there. But mm. what they have uh, just announced is that they are... Primetime Emmy nominee. Uh, Journey Smulier. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm so caught up with the uh, Dave Chappelle uh, Juicy smoulier. Uh <laughs> Journey Smollett Will reprise her role as Dinah Lance From Kathy Yon's Birds of Prey okay. uh, For a Black Canary film Yeah, uh, Being uh. tapped by Lovecraft Country creator Misha Green okay, To can- write the screenplay I can get on board with that I am so on board with this I can Yeah. I, you, because you, whenever Lovecraft Country came on, I remember you and I were talking about it a lot, because it is so fucking good. So good. And. I'm thinking I might restart that. You know, well, they said they're not doing, I think the first season covered the book. Yeah. And so, and they said they weren't doing a second season, and probably because they don't want to add anything that could possibly, I guess, maybe even feel like it goes in a Game of Thrones route where it's like just adding stuff and it doesn't fit. Because that show made like damn stars out of Journey and Jonathan Majors Mm -hmm. and everyone involved. It was an incredible show. So that writer uh, coming on to do this, I'm all for it. I think I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna have to dig deep into this one because I, I'm
0: this is the first I'm hearing about it so I'm gonna have to get up in this gig.
1: You saw Birds of Prey, right? Yes, it did. I really loved her in it. Okay. I I you know I've I know Black Canary from some cartoons and the CW verse, and hers was different than those, but also just I was so into mm-hmm. uh, just her style and her uh, fighting and her character. I I really want to see what they do with this. And, you know, having her at the forefront, not as a side character uh, for anything, you know, I, I'm all for it. And I think I'm this writer could, really writer could be really great for it. I'm dibbity down for this. Dibbity? Dibbity down. down. Fantastic. Um Horror. Anyway, so. Um, next, we... So, of the Disney live-action remakes, one that is being worked on is one entitled Peter and Wendy. Really? Yes. Uh, Apparently this one's going to be going straight to HBO Max. (laughs) Take two. Uh Disney Plus Uh is going to be uh, streaming this one. And some of the casting we already had for it were Jude Law as Captain Hook. Mm. Um, (gasps) Jim Gaffigan.
0: I picked it up, the Jack of Hearts. Sorry.
1: Jack of Hearts. Did you get as me? Mm. Um, Alan Tudyk as Mr. Darling. <laughs> and a lot of unknown names as kind of the Lost Boys and even Peter and Wendy. But I saw this uh, from Diz Insider, mm-hmm. I believe is the site, and it was a picture of uh, Peter and Wendy in their first costumes. Okay. And uh, what you thinking? Eh? They're children. They, they, they are, and I, I, I think that's great. I, uh, are they modernizing it? I'm no, I have no idea. I don't. I really don't know much about this. It was, it did look, from their description of this film, that it was gonna be kind of a dark take. You know, um, it oh, looked like they were describing it as like Peter Pan meets like The Revenant. I'm like, is a giant bear going to rip Peter or Tinkerbell to shreds? It's such a, I don't know. I don't know about, how How have you felt generally about the Disney live action remakes?
0: Okay. My personal opinion about Disney live action movies is I like where you can take something original and go forward with it. Don't remake it. Like, I was upset about Pete's Dragon. Mm-hmm. I really just want want with the charm of that movie it was a musical yeah it should have stayed with it a dragon a dragon I, I swear, swear I, I saw, saw a dragon. dragon I mean
1: come on yeah I mean those that when I saw Peach Dragon for the first time the original because mm-hmm. uh, I actually haven't seen the remake is this is just such classic feel right you know uh it was cheesy in all the great ways and heartwarming and the music was very, uh... It she, had Helen you know, ready. She's so good, right? And so, yeah, I mean... I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think for me, and I'll, I do want to hear more of your thoughts. For me, none of the live-action remakes have improved on what came before. I would right. rather watch everything, all the original Absolutely. films. Absolutely. The
0: Lion King remake, was it, if you want to call that a live-action. Yeah. Because, you know, it wasn't really live-action, but... And the Jungle Book, just uh why? I don't know. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do something, do some, do some original work, right? And go for it.
1: Because I, you know, and I haven't seen Mulan, and even listening to our old uh, episodes of Your Imaginary Friends mm-hmm. podcast, where we talked about the Mulan remake, I right. said I was so excited because it was doing things differently. And apparently, though, uh, a lot of audiences uh, and critics felt it was. A vast departure and lost a lot of what it meant uh, character wise with I, I haven't either. Maybe that can be one of our commentaries in the future. Ooh, and I'll put that in the first wheel. time. It will be kind of terrifying. We'll rip it to shreds. But yeah, I'll be interested to see this Peter Pan and Wendy. Drew Law is always great and fun. Oh, so absolutely. I'm sure he'll be a good uh, uh, Captain Hook to see. So also, uh, coming back a little bit to Marvel and the MCU. So. One of the Disney Plus shows we know we're getting is an Ironheart TV show, which mm-hmm. I don't know much about this character, but it's a uh, young black girl named Riri Williams, who mm-hmm. makes who is kind of a successor to Iron Man. Oh. So, but we got news that apparently she will be making her MCU debut, not in her Disney Plus show, but in next year's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Really? And I'm... And, I also... Like I said, I really don't know anything about this character. So I don't know how that character could possibly tie into um, Wakanda. Mm Because I I don't believe she's around there. But I could be wrong. I could be very much wrong. But I am very much excited to see them carry on the... Because Iron Man... I'm excited to see them go beyond Tony Stark and everything. But I think uh, having... Because I think she's connected to him in some way, but this is a will be a good way to continue on kind of the Iron Man legacy, right? Uh, with her, I mean they are coming out with an Armor Wars show, which is going to tie around War Machine, and That's in a lot funny. of ways, yeah. Will I got Don Cheadle so good? But this is Don a, Cheadle Don Donald Cheadle. Um. Also about uh, Disney Plus shows, I and I just found out about this today that um. Cause you see have you seen the Star Wars sequel trilogy, episode seven through nine? No. You haven't seen Force Awakens Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker? I there was a- mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes, oh. I thought you were doing it. Yes, I have seen those three. Okay. I thought you were there was an extended super deluxe hidden in the vaults. No, no, no. Remastered, no, no. retaken yeah. version that I'm just Tired of... No, it's
1: okay. No, yeah, the 7, 8, and 9 are, are referred to as a sequel trilogy. A yeah, sequel trilogy. I yeah. Because, okay. you know, you have uh, 4, 5, 6, the original trilogy, 1, 2, 3, the prequel, prequel trilogy, trilogy. And that's the sequel, sequel trilogy. sequel um, trilogy. But, apparently, John Boyega's character, Finn, mm-hmm. may be getting a Disney Plus show. Oh, Apparently, exciting. he's been having uh, some talks with Kathleen Kennedy, who's the head of Lucasfilm... Um, Just as long and, as
0: Scarlett is not involved with it. Cause,
1: yeah, they're still... We haven't talked about... I mean, that, That's a whole situation when it comes to... A uh, whole
0: situation. Yeah, that's
1: that's kind of the last of the news I had. But yeah, the ScarJo situation... Yeah. I know Kevin is frustrated at Disney's uh, response to it. Right. Which was to very much kind of paint uh, ScarJo as unappreciative and uncaring of the COVID situation. And she's very hurt by that. It's just... It's going to be very interesting to see how the... Because... And that You want her to... For those be,
0: listeners that don't know what that is... Yeah. Could you clarify that? Make sure?
1: Yeah. So, when... It, after... Uh, Scarlett Johansson had uh, issued a... Um... Like... She sued Disney because, <laughs> I'm trying to put it in better words, but essentially she sued Disney because she felt a breach in contract have been, had happened when Black Widow, which apparently in her contract was originally slated for exclusively a theatrical release, was released in theaters and Disney+, Plus right. with premium access, and, um, mind you, but uh, streaming nonetheless, and that was a breach in her contract, and... I had read things saying, of her and her agent saying that she, that, you know, they had tried to reach out to discuss these things with Disney before the movie came out to renegotiate the plan, but they never heard back. And, I mean, I get where she's coming from. Right. Because, I mean, if you have a contract for a job, I mean, acting is a job. Regardless of how many people want to see artists as... You know, they're playing, and they're doing these fun things, and it's not a real job. Like, it's a job. It's right. a real job. You're contributing to society. The amount of money that is brought in from Hollywood and movies in general, and even just entertainment in general, you know? I mean, it's, go. you can't go anywhere without... Seeing logos for things that were created by artists by listen listening to music that was created by artists, I mean this, right. no, you know it's, acting is
0: part of society is society itself so yeah.
1: I mean and you should get paid I mean now granted we 're talking about millions of dollars here, and how, was she paid a lot? yeah, I believe she was paid twenty million dollars up top, and then she get but then she gets a percentage of the box office now if you 're sending your things to streaming and a lot of people. Are like I'm. I'm just gonna stay home and watch it. She doesn't get that, you know. Right. And that her, that's, and that her, that's, that does affect her.
0: Absolutely. No. I I have to agree on that one right there. If it said it was exclusive rights on it, that means that if everything that Disney does when it re- launches it on a platform, that's extra money in their pocket, she doesn't get to see. Yeah. And that's not fair contractually. Right. So I, no. I, I'm I'm on board for her yeah. for this.
1: And even the yeah. I I think. It's a situation where they just need to meet and renegotiate, and she gets paid what she gets paid, and it, we go forward with it. You know, right. like don't, because even even though Disney is a monolith of a company and has money in so many different production companies, and the, plus their merchandising, which is obviously incredible, I mean, the the parks. Walmart. Come on now. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's be serious here. Like, people are still going to buy Disney. Uh whether they know it or not, uh, regardless of how they treat Scarjo on this. How buy ever. gay trans Yeah. It, uh, they're gonna what?
0: They're gonna buy Disney. They're trans gonna buy Disney.
1: gay trans.
0: <laughs> no. Gay trans. Tra- no, they're gonna buy Disney, gay Disney, trans, trans all of the I was trying to make a joke in LGBT. the LGBT. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: yeah. But they won't say it. It'll oh, exactly. be in the
0: background.
1: Actually, apparently, well, this will be a little thing to t- talk about real quick. Apparently, even though like the movies and stuff haven't been giving people the representation that they crave, because you know representation is important. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Disney's uh, TV stuff has really been doing it. Have you heard about the situation with the Muppet Babies?
0: Yes. With Gonzala It
1: came out of the them. It was hilarious to me when I saw people. When I did see people complaining about it, I'm like, there is a episode. Of the Muppet Show, where Gonzo go is in front of two bathrooms that say "men and women," and he goes into a third that says "whatever," because he, <laughs> because he's a whatever, you know. Canonically, that's what he is. Uh, and the you thing, grow up, whatever. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? Are we really going to argue about the, gen- the about the s- sex of a Muppet? Right. People like some people got way too much time. On I'm sorry. It doesn't matter the
0: sex of the Muppet. Whatever it is, it's emotion. (laughs) No, they all have a hand up their ass at the end of the day. Don't we all? I mean,
1: (laughs) but so that that concludes what I had. Did um, I didn't know if you had it. You don't see. I don't, Unless I don't it starts with edamame, I don't... It's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of things. Hey, well, that's cool. That means that uh, you get a lot of this information firsthand, and then we can talk about it and get your first happy. reaction. So we're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to come back and discuss who uh, framed Roger Rabbit. See you guys in a second. So, this week we are talking about Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit, Rabbit, which is a movie from 1988. 88. I, yeah, 1988 directed by Robert Zemeckis. Right. And so before we kind of go into this, I'm curious cuz you kind of mentioned this briefly last week. What did you I mean, I'm just saying, you were alive when this movie came out. <laughs> Yes, yes I was. Did you see this movie in theaters?
0: I did. Let me tell you a funny story about this. My mom, okay, my mom was working at Walmart when this movie came out. My dad, unbeknownst to my mom, took me, my brothers, my sister to go see this on a family outing. Without telling my mom permission, we went afterward to go pick her up from Walmart and she found out about it and she was mad. Because she I, wanted to see Oh my god, yeah, so <laughs> guess what we did the next night? You saw it we again. We went and
1: saw it again. <laughs> Listen, I mean, if there's any movie you'll see twice... Because there's one thing we'll talk about. Because we'll kind of do what we did last week is and going from beginning to end of the movie and talking about different details. Is that this movie is littered with small details that right. make it so damn good. I tell
0: you what, I rewatched. Okay, I rewatched it last yesterday morning before I went to work, and then I watched it again today because yesterday I was a sobbing piece of. Sh- because there was a couple of moments that it didn't hit me. I guess it's because I've gotten older that it hit me, and I was crying. Really? Was, yeah, like emotionally, like memories
1: me. from watching it. No, watching it. like uh, I moments felt sympathetic for Eddie Valiant. Like uh, like I like his, his, uh, his brother Teddy. It, it gutted me. There, like, there is such. A... We'll just dive in. Okay. That. So yeah. So for also, we'll we'll talk. Have you read the book that this is based off? Who censored Roger Rabbit?
0: No. I have not read that book. Do you know anything about the book? I know it's called Who Censored Roger Rabbit by Kevin.
1: So do you are you well, aware... I remember, but yeah. Are you aware that Roger Rabbit is not a cartoon character in that? Yes. He is a comic strip character. Correct. And he is murdered, and what is found at the scene of the crime is like a text bubble of that of uh, of it, and that sparks the murder mystery. And I read kind of the synopsis of it, because I do want to read this book, and it's Fucking weird. Yeah. I, I, like, there's a genie. Tell me more. <laughs> there's, like, a genie who, like, gets killed with salt water or something. What? It's some weird, dumb shit. But I'm, I'm kind of into it. Uh, but, you know, just kind of jumping off. Because this movie starts, it opens with a cartoon. And it very much in kind of the style that makes you think you're about to, like, that this is the precursor cartoon like they would do before o- older movies. Well,
0: it, it started, like... Yeah, it, this... Blah, 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 I my words. <laughs> No, yeah, that little snippet of a cartoon, that started a whole thing with Touchstone and Disney. They would release a, an animated cartoon, because I remember going to see, uh, I, almost like a year later, went to go see, for my 10th birthday, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where they had another cartoon of of
1: Roger Rabbit. And
0: maybe... Maybe... I
1: can't remember his name! Baby, baby Herman? Herman! Yep. I was like, Hanky? No, Herman. It's not right, hand. Yeah, and... This uh, it opens with this cartoon sequence. Uh, something's cooking, and it's just it just sets a uh, a very fun tone to start <laughs> off with. It's very funny. That, I really enjoy it. That oven's name was hotter than hell. I got that written <laughs> down because <laughs> when you say it, it sounds like hotter than <laughs> hell. Like this, funny. It's yes, it's it's extremely funny, and just the you're watching it, and the animation. I think the animation uh feels. If if there's any kind of uh, criticism of this the sequence, I think the animation feels a little too eighties. Yeah.
0: If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Well, according like, to Karen Walker from uh, Will and Gray, she said
1: the eighties was like the forties, but with Coke. Maybe so. that... okay, so maybe <laughs> that does work out because it says take place in the late forties. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 works out. Yeah, because yeah, this um taking place in the. Uh, 1947 Hollywood which is a very fun era for mysteries and noir which this very much is
0: it's right after the w- World War Two. it's uh, you yeah. L- uh, know Los Angeles is growing Hollywood is growing it's it's I don't want to say it's like the birth of it, but, you know, talkies and everything. <laughs> the talkies are... they getting bigger. But
1: also just, I mean, yeah, well, Los Angeles was growing at that time. But, yeah, you had movies like Casablanca and The Maltese Falcon and all these noir pictures. Oh, yeah. So having this set in that time, it, like, after the opening sequence and then you see that these tunes are alive within this world... You then see introduced to Eddie Valiant, the the PI, and as he's walking through this world, it very much gives that feeling of the uh, the nineteen forties, and you know you the rail cars and even I've played the game L.A. Noir, and I just, I think I, I played that too. I just get that feeling whenever I'm, I wa- I was watching it earlier, and I and I really like it. So you see Eddie Valiant play by the late, great Bob Hoskins. Bob... Robert Hoskins. Freaking Hoskins, man. He's... I'll just say this already. He's incredible in this movie. Uh, he was... Like, he's incredible in... Are you ready for this? Go ahead.
0: He... When they started filming this, he's two years older than I am now. He was 44 when he started filming this. Really? Yeah. And I was like... Holy Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, do you
1: know that uh, he was not the first pick to play? Yes.
0: Do you know who was? Uh, I think... I, no, I, no, I knew about Judge Doom. That's what I heard... Or, that's not what it was. Who, who was,
1: who, first, who, who was supposed wait, to Wait, it was supposed to be Robin Williams, wasn't it? I don't know about that, but the original people who were supposed to play... And we'll get into Judge Doom later. Oh, yes. The original people that they wanted to play, Eddie Valiant and Judge Doom were Bill Murray mm-hmm. and Tim Curry.
0: Yeah, Tim Curry is what yeah.
1: Here's the thing. I want to see that movie, but I think this is in some ways better. Did you read why they didn't pick Tim Curry? Well, I saw why they why Bill Murray didn't get it, and that's because they couldn't reach him. Oh, right. And I and cuz I read this in an article where Bill Murray was talking about this mm-hmm. because he found out about it later on that they were trying to get him for this. And when he found, when he read that they were wanting to get him first yeah. and they couldn't get a hold of him, he yelled <laughs> and he was in a public place. <laughs> I mean, he would have been, I think he could have been good. He would have been funny in a lot of ways, but I think you need someone like uh, Bob Hoskins in this role.
0: Oh, absolutely. He, he commanded it and he had a little bit of a sense of humor that you wouldn't expect from it, which. Yeah.
1: As the movie progressed, you can understand why. Like, <laughs> like I'm not joking. Eddie Valiant from this movie is one of my favorite protagonists in a in a movie. Yep. Hands down. Wait, who? Eddie Valiant. Everybody? Yes. He, yeah. Yes. He's in his arc is incredible. He's portrayed really well. I it's it's so it's incredible, and we'll talk more in detail about what makes him incredible. But you were gonna say something about Tim Curry. Tim Curry
0: yeah. was slated for. He went in and read for Judge Doom. Robert Zemeckis, um, who were the other two people that were in the room with it, they said that his audition was terrifying, mm-hmm. and they had to kindly decline. It was a little too much. He said he said it was too intense, and it was too frightening. Which, yeah. thank goodness, because that freed him up to do Stephen King's It.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it and that very, worked out better. But Well, I
0: mean,
1: and the thing is... You know obviously Tim is an incredible actor and he demands a lot of presence and in some ways is a real life cartoon and Muppet but I mean I mean, I think what Christopher Lloyd brings is uh, much needed in this why because of his little one little trick it's a surprise at the end I feel like. oh,
0: not that it's if you watch the whole
1: time mm-hmm. he never blinked he never blinked he never blinked. He, he, ne- he never blinks. I mean, one, they mostly have him in the glasses so you can never tell. But also... Uh, that weird,
0: you, opulently white grill every time he smiled.
1: If you also look at <laughs> him, it's, it, it's like, there's a lot of subtle hints to his uh, mischievous nature. But also, if you look at him, even when he's indoors, his cloak is mm. like blowing in the breeze. Right. Like it's a cape. Uh, like, or like an evil uh, villain. So he's fantastic. But yeah, I love... Um, the PI like Eddie Valiant's character and he goes and he talks with RK Maroon mm-hmm. which I meant to look it up before here. Is R. K. Maroon I don't believe that's a real person. No, it's because, not. It, because it because it's a play on the old uh, Looney Tunes when they're like, What a Maroon Exactly. So I think yeah. And he, you know, he's given the job to spy on Jessica Rabbit mm-hmm. uh, of trying to Coerce Roger into. a... Uh... don't know what their real plan was. Like that. Like, why were they wanting to uh, show these things to Roger? Like because they, they who, wanted
0: he he knew they were, he was their scapegoat. Get the it was to get Eddie away from what was really going on.
1: Well, like they wanted. Yeah, but like though even the reason they give him cuz they are like we want you to go take pictures of Jessica uh she's messing around with uh Marvin Acme and you know but like the reason they give him to take these pictures because they're really complaining that he's like messing up his lines and he's not he hasn't been focused. It's like I guess they were wanting to just kind of shock Is him this into one it's stars, like it's birds <laughs> it's birds not stars yeah, I, I, I guess they were just trying to be like, you know, your girl's not for you. Put your mind in your work, and you'll be okay. Right. I guess that was
0: their their plan. Then he stumbles, Jessica Rabbit.
1: We're gonna get to Miss. We're gonna get to yeah. So as Eddie's leaving that place, you see all these like subtle, so, and this is what I talk about with the details. Like in the background, just having like a cattle call, and it's all these these cattle just moo. Be... I've In- looked at some it? trivia on this. Okay, okay. go ahead. Give
0: so, me. you know about the pelican little del- driver with yes. on the bicycle? Do you know why they did it that way? Why? It wasn't supposed to be like that. Every time that they tried to get the bicycle to go, it kept falling over. They're like, we just wanted straight lace. They couldn't do it. So, they're like, just eman- an- emanate. animate a drunk <laughs> pelican on
1: there. So, that's how they had to do that. That is incredibly funny. Because the amount of... You know, nowadays, you know, you have CGI and computer animated things interact with a, people all the time. The ability for these animated characters to interact with real people and to, in so many ways, feel like they're really there. Right. Is unbelievably done within this.
0: And this is also the first, I think, and only mm-hmm. motion picture to have Disney and Warner Brother cartoons yes. in,
1: in it. And we'll... I actually kind of want to talk about this a little early because the, I remember hearing that, you know, in having, you know, you'll see glimpses of, like, Yosemite Sam, and Porky Pig, and Dumbo and stuff, but when it comes to the two big characters of Warner Brothers and Disney, that being Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Bugs and Daffy, that they have to be on screen at the same time.
0: Well, they had to sh- they had to have the same amount of screen time, so right. th- they... I read about that too. <laughs> but you
1: see a glimpse of Bugs in the beginning. Yep. And he's by himself. Yep. And that's
0: why Mickey drags Minnie at the end.
1: Yeah. But also, <laughs> I think it's when later on, when you do see uh, Mickey and Bugs together in that big moment, you see Mickey for a little longer than mm-hmm. you see Bugs. It's not much longer, but it's still there. But I, I, I had, I've watched this movie a million, uh, so many times. Didn't notice Bugs in the beginning mm-hmm. until I watched it this time. So, um, but then we, you know. This story planting the seeds of a film noir mystery with all these background details that pay off later, like th- introducing the red car and the clover leaf, yeah, clover leaf industry, just having them as first off as things in the background, and then obviously they tie into more in the plot. What were you gonna say?
0: Uh, there was something that I picked up about Judge Doom that I will explain as we progress through this because I went hold up they're just using this one particular word Mm -hmm. I heard it
1: twice I'm like wait a minute wait wait. a minute I I can't wait to hear this there's so many fun things oh absolutely I always laugh at thanks for the cigarettes right (laughs) (laughs) when he jumps off the back and he's giving cigarettes for the kids because (laughs) they're rapscannians well let me also ask you this because this is a question I have who is this movie for? Everybody. You think it's for everybody? <laughs> it is. I would say that too, but like it's incredible that like some people will write this movie off as almost like it's a kids movie, and I'm like, this movie, in terms of the things they deal with mm-hmm. and the things they talk about, because he like he goes in there to get a camera from his old girlfriend, right, uh, to use for this, and he says, "My camera's in the shop," and she goes, "Wouldn't happen to be the porn oh. shop with it?" No, she said pawn shop. I heard porn shop. It's pawn shop. I'm pretty sure it's porn shop. (laughs) Please look this up. You're going to have to go to Disney Plus, go to the scene, and put on subtitles. Because I'm I'm almost certain that she says porn shop. Because you know, he would have had his camera and he would have taken pictures and then gone to get them developed.
0: No, it was pawn shop because he, uh, he's a drunk. He's a destitute. He's given up on it. So he's selling his shit. So they
1: both, comp- they're both possibilities. Well,
0: Will Disney Plus put the word porn <laughs> on their
1: subtitles? I mean, I hope they would. <laughs> hold on. It's one of the many edits that this movie has gotten we to uh, maintain some sort of decency. But, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you have kids smoke... Like, these kids... I mean you don't show the kids smoking, but implying that these kids are smoking and, you know, you have your main character who is a, you know, a drunken man. And... and broken man. You... Uh, he, he is broken. I mean, his backstory is just... You know, because he goes into there and then he uh, has an altercation with... Uh, oh, God, what was his name? Um, Angelo. And hey, he, he's picking fun at him and then you hear this story, you know, it's like, what's his problem? Toon killed his brother, dropped a piano on his head, which is such a, a hilariously morbid thing to say.
0: She did, the way that she her delivery was deadpan and it yes. catches you off guard because it's something that you would see in a cartoon, yeah. but when it happens in real life, right it, it, it happens it's very to a Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: the idea that a cartoon character dropped a piano on a man's head and it killed him. And that's also like, you know, we see throughout the, sh- the movie that the, the tunes have a different logic to them than obviously people do. Right. So, you know, you drop something on their head, it's all funny. But the idea of dropping a piano and then finding out about the safe with Marvin Acme later, that's gruesome. Very like, much so. Like, that safe drops on Marvin Acme's head and it probably exploded, you know? Yeah. Blood everywhere. It's horrific to think about. God, I'm so excited to see which (laughs) of it it is. Um, Hold on. While you're bringing that up. So, he goes to the Ink and Paint Club for uh, Jessica. You got it? Pulling up the clip, yeah. Okay. Damn it! What? Sorry, I went too far. It's okay. Uh, But he goes to the Ink and Paint Club for... uh, Because Jessica Rabbit works there. Right. And... it's really when you look look at the pink ink and paint club. What you got? You got that camera of yours? Mine's in a shop. Be the shop anyway. Pawn shop. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> look, I hey, I always swear it as pawn shop. Okay, so it's the pawn shop. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> that does make sense, and I do I'll I'll contest you that. Okay. But yeah. That would have been something else though.
0: That would've been a completely different story because I mean the
1: but the movie deals with these heavy themes of Absolutely. like alcoholism, murder. Um you know, we're about to get into the whole uh sex motif. Oh uh, yeah but so and he can't, or even now so the original book and even I think the movie does it very well in a lot of ways, being an allegory for racism within Hollywood during this time frame. You know? I mean, you look at the Ink and Paint Club, tunes can perform there. They can be. They can work there, but they can't watch. Right. You know? The What was it called? The Cotton Club? Yeah. It's it's an exact allegory of that. And huh. as you see the way they're... I also noticed a little bit
0: of racism that happened up in their show when Jessica makes her room, but we're getting up to that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, but I... I think it's once the Ink and Paint Club and you see that, you can be like, this movie is not just a common, you know, something for kids because it's got cartoon characters. Right. I It takes itself very seriously within the story. And I really respect the movie for that. And, you know, there you meet Marvin Acme, who's a lot of fun. Don't you kind of wish he was played by Mickey Rooney? Ugh. I wonder if they try to get Mickey Rooney. Maybe. Or,
0: or they try to get away from Mickey Rooney because, you yeah. know, Mickey Rooney was in the pictures at that time and he was a young man. So yeah. I, he was giving Mickey Rooney vibes.
1: He really was. But I really like the actor they got and he was a lot of fun. Because, uh, yeah, and then you see Daffy and Donald oh, you perform.
0: His little foreshadowing. What's the word? What is that plot device? There's a plot device in movies, and this is where where it it, it sets up for foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. What is it called? It's not, it's not a MacGuffin because that's something completely different. Yeah. It's a, uh, philosopher's stone. No,
1: <laughs> Chekhov's gun. Chekhov, maybe kind of. I mean, kind of. I mean, it's really is just basic foreshadowing. Yeah. But there's a lot of things of foreshadowing because he does the ink on him, and then you learn that that's the uh, uh, he did the will. In that disappearing ink, uh, but you see the Daffy and Donald uh, sequencing. Yeah, like we were talking about of them having the amount of screen time, and it's a funny bit of them going back and forth. <laughs> it's
0: Hungarian Rhapsody Part Two. Yeah, I mean, Friends I list. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's. I can't, I can't do Can't anyone tell me? It sounds
1: like a funky cat. That's <laughs> pretty good. I, I can't want to tell what this duck is saying. <laughs>
0: but That brings up another question. Why are ducks seem as imper- or like having a speech impediment? Because of their bill? Is that what makes them comical? I don't know. Because <laughs> they're quacks. Sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds like Winthrop. Winthrop!
1: <laughs> 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 Get there, get there. <laughs> Gary, Andy, indispensible. Absolutely. <laughs> got to okay. flip Winthrop from the Music Man is actually Daffy Duck.
0: Oh! <laughs> There's a rabbit hole for you—a <laughs> Bugs Bunny hole. I,
1: I knew I should have made that left it out but quick.
0: Oh my gosh, that would actually make kind of fun. Oh Bugs Bunny God. is Harold Hill. <laughs> it it fits.
1: I ain't got trouble, my friend. All right. <laughs> I Tom got my foot right, in the door.
0: What's up, dot?
1: <laughs> Stop! Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, yeah. And then, I love I love the introduction of Betty Boop. Also, oh. one of the best jokes in the whole movie. I want scotch on the rocks, and I mean right. ice. And, and then it brings some... him. That
0: is I didn't fantastic. understand what that meant when yeah. as a kid. So would we have brought him some rocks. Yeah, I was like, what... <laughs> As a, I remember as a kid laughing, is like, ha 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 he's drinking on rocks. Why? And then, <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs>
1: You're drunk, Michael.
0: No, just slightly too. <laughs> <laughs> I No. But uh, that Betty Boop, you know, that was the original voice of Betty Boop? I think so. I think I read that. And did you know that she was also the aunt, that crazy aunt in... Uh Christmas Vacation? National
1: Lampoon's Christmas yes, Vacation. Yes, I didn't know that. It's <laughs> your house on fire, Clark! <laughs> but I like I do like that even in his uh, It's died
0: 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the blessing <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, one of my favorite movies.
1: I do love that even in his uh his prejudice towards tunes. He has an appreciation for Betty. Well, I mean,
0: yes, because I mean, yeah. she she says everything went colorized
1: and she's at work. She still it, yeah. She does her thing, and, and if you look at the, at their desk later, which we'll talk about all the details.
0: Oh, uh, I'm probably gonna cry again. <laughs> you see a
1: you see a Betty Boop doll. Yep. on Theodore's uh, desk was Betty and Teddy a thing? Oh! you gotta talk like that I when they admired her not that they wanted to do her boop 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 doop oh uh, oh
0: Teddy <laughs> <laughs> what, oh my god
1: <laughs> can you imagine Betty Boop have no never mind. <laughs> like her real voice is oh Theodore no that's her that's her post-sex voice <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. boop, 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 boop. that was so good <laughs> But after meeting her, we then see Jessica Rabbit. Now, when it comes to Jessica Rabbit,
0: it confused the generation.
1: <laughs> can I be honest?
0: Better than anybody I know.
1: <laughs> I get the aesthetic of her. Mm-hmm. She's not my type.
0: She's very forties. She was an embodiment of Veronica Lake. Yeah. Um and Rita Hayworth. That was Definitely Rita was, Hayworth. It was all of that. But,
1: but you know, like the hourglass the huge hourglass figure, large breasts, huge ass, uh skinny waist, the the red hair I love. The stepping oh, oh covered the half the face. Oh, so good. And then she was
0: on like those stilettos that had yeah. her like
1: <laughs> her design's fantastic, and I, I will and i 'm not like oh she's hideous, but you know, and I, like obviously she is gorgeous, but it is you know i'm just saying of my personal taste, you know, hey. I know a lot of people you know they grow up and they 're like, oh my god she's so... F- she's, sm- she's smoking hot she she is good looking and she definitely serves that for uh the whole mm, character um and the way she interacts with uh, men and everything. And Kathleen Turner voices her. But she's not credited. You know why? Why? Because the singing
0: voice, the first time that you heard her mm-hmm. was singing. And it was Amy Irving.
1: Who was Spielberg's the singing,
0: wife. Right. It was a singing the voice. Time. Yep. Yeah, which is okay. sad because Kathleen Turner, she made that that dark raspy. I, I like I even knew who that was because I, when she started speaking like Mr. Yeah. Valley like I, I thought I remember telling my dad it's like that's the lady from Romance in the Stone. Yeah. He's like shut up. He's like shut, Gay <laughs> <up." Yeah>, kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> John Wanda, shut up. Wow. Ah.
0: I will say that
1: Jessica has two of my favorite lines in this whole in the whole movie. One being, "I'm not bad." I'm just sure. drawn that way. And two, responding to Eddie's, uh, what do you see in that guy? He makes me laugh. <laughs> just deadpan. He because that, in so many ways, is is honestly beautiful. Right? That like, this, that her, you know, obviously people look at her and they're like, oh, she's gorgeous and stuff. What does she see in this rabbit? He makes her laugh. Well, I mean, that's just, it. Like Eddie sh- actually talked, when he was talking
0: to Ben Boop, he's like, that's, he, I'm like, he, she's married to Jessica. Yes, to and she says, says, "Yeah, what a lucky Goyle.
1: Yeah, she sees her as the lucky yeah, one. Exactly. And it's so beautiful. It's so fantastic. I love Roger and Jessica's oh. relationship, but it is a little askew because she is voluptuous. Uh, she is take. she playing Patty Cake? <laughs> I keep it keeps t- getting me off guard every Patty time Kank. I watch this thing. Yeah. Patty Cake. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Patty Cake. And then it's... And I'm doing the pictures. Oh, it's so good. But really, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's like anyone who watches it, they're like, this is a, a fucking allegory. Right. You know? And it's... <laughs> Making their cheeks. And you see your second bit of foreshadowing and, and different stuff, because you see your foreshadowing with the invisible ink and reappearing ink. And then you see it with... Roger and the alcohol, you know? Little, like, these things that occur and that. you're like, oh, that's a funny little thing that happens and then when Ooh. it comes back later, it's so well set up, you know? Right. Uh, having Eddie uh, see those things. But also, it just shows, it informs on Eddie's mind because he he's a great detective. I mean, you he, know?
0: Yeah.
1: It's, he, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, a,
0: good, he's a he is. I mean, I it, mean he went in profession with him and his brother, like, he, it, it's ingrained in there and I love everything when he goes back to his office. So let's talk like, about it we'll like
1: now. Huh? Let's talk about that now. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it is one of the one of my favorite um film moments in telling a character's backstory without explicitly showing it. Yep. Seeing the office Seeing the, the seeing his brother's desk with the spider webs and the dust, um, seeing the Betty Boop doll, um, seeing their cases where they I mean, say Louie and Dewey, yeah, and uh, kidnapped. Goofy was a spy yeah. or accused of being a spy. That's hilarious. I, that's kind of funny. And then you
0: notice that uh, they were Ringling Brothers Barnum Bay and Circus. Yes. So, they were clowns. So, like, I, th- they have... that. That's why I thought it was heartbreaking because, you know, they were a duo act. Yeah. And they went cops together. They were class clowns together. I that f- was... It, it
1: hurts! And it also plays into... Details for the end Whenever Eddie's doing his big dance It doesn't <laughs> that, It doesn't come out of nowhere Right well, it's, it's it's there He was a clown He had this He had this acrobatic right? experience He had experience with Toontown Yeah so, Well not just to, to, Like he had Like his ability to be creative like that Does come from Toontown But also like His acrobatics He was in the circus Oh absolutely And, you it's, know and it's And you know So many people could If they're not paying attention They'd watch him they'd be like well, Why is he doing this? This doesn't make sense it's all there, you just have to watch it and pay attention because the movie is littered with these details. Littered, it's amazing. And so you were, and you said this is this a lot of this really impacted you. It did.
0: Um, I don't know. I was just I, I kind of miss my brothers. I haven't talked to them in a hot minute. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I've been busy. They've been busy. Everybody's busy, but I put myself in his shoes. I'm like, I don't know what I would do if, if you know if I was working with my brother and. A tune dropped a safe on his head, or a piano on his head. I I I probably would follow the same suit, and it it, it hit me really hard because I'm as old as almost as old as Bob Hoskin was when he was in this movie. So it was yeah yeah. Had, so but no it, it 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 showed roots of family already in here that he had a life before what we see him there was, and he had joy. It's just been covered up, and like Dolores, they've already they've established that they had a relationship, and you see pictures of them already together. They 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 were a three act. It was two two was it two two flatfoots and a floozy. They opened up their oh, own but, business.
1: Yeah, so but she ran the downstairs bar, and then they had their private eye business upstairs. Right, it's. It really, like I said, it's, it's fantastic storytelling. Oh, absolutely. In, in the way they portray it. And you see it really way on on Valiant. And Bob Hoskins, and again, this shows how great of an actor he is. That was a great portraying. continuous one
0: shot, too. It went from him, like, at mm-hmm. night, it went all the way through, and it brought him back. And it's like he slept there the whole night while we were
1: going down memory lane with him. Yeah. So that was, a, that was a really nifty shot. So, a fantastic moment. Because then. And after getting that backstory, we go into him waking up the next day and (laughs) learning that Marvin Acme's been murdered, and everyone believes it was Roger. Right. He has motive, and it's very much a Toon thing to do, dropping something on someone's head. And while he's at the scene of the crime, we meet Judge Doom. Now, like... I feel, I guess it's not the point of the movie to have too much subtlety with this, but in some ways I almost wish there was more nuance when it came to Judge Doom before you learn more about him. Right. Because you see him and most people go, oh, well, he's the bad guy. You know? Well,
0: it was cliche. It's the best way I could put it because, you know, we're in a noir film, so everybody's going to see, oh, he's dressed in black. He's, and I mean, it hit on the cliche. I'm spitting over here. He hit on the cliche. Spitting facts. He's like, Judge Doom. Oh, it's impending doom. Literally. And he's dressed in black. He's got these weird freaky goggles. He's got boots. He's got a skull head on his, on his walking cane. And he's very, he doesn't blink. Yeah. So it's – that sense of – what's the uh, – doom?
1: I don't want to use that word. They use that word. A lot. They put it in your head. Like right. they put – they they explicitly have it out there. And I think – I guess it's more so not like who who is – I mean you – I guess because they don't – there's – No real way, it's like, well, why would he do this? Who is this character I know nothing about? Right. So, like, your mind is like, he seems scary and he seems shifty, but that may just be because he's a figure of authority. Maybe. I guess it's their their thought process. Maybe.
0: Well, it also leads to a moment where when you find out the twist toward the end, Mm -hmm. you're like,
1: oh, this is even worse. (laughs) Yeah. Now, and there's something about this scene that I want to talk about, but it ties more into something later, so I'll talk about it then. Right. Um. So, you know, he leaves this situation, and Eddie goes home, and then he... This is
0: where it sets up where... This is the first time that word was used, by Go the ahead. way. Go ahead. When he leaves, he's like, why is the... Like, his... I guess not really the partner, but, like, the... The chief of police officer that mm-hmm. it had Eddie there, he... They want to know who Judge Doom was, and it's like he had. Uh, We're thinking you know, the same thing. Did, yeah. We're thinking of the same he thing. Thousands simoleons, yep. up, all over in Toontown. Mm-hmm. And then that comes back later mm-hmm. when he's explaining the story to Roger. Roger, And he says it's like this guy got away with a million, or like a zillion simoleons. I went, why are they
1: using that word? Twi-? Holy shit! Yeah. It like, and I'll tell you something. Well. When it comes to Judge Doom, you know, spoilers, <laughs> being the it's one who been killed him. Yes, Bam! But having him be the one who killed. 33 Eddie's years? Eddie. It's been out
0: 33 years.
1: I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but having him be revealed to be the one who killed Eddie's brother. Yeah. At first, I remember when I first watched it being like, it's like, well, I'm okay with it, but it kind of seems like it comes out of nowhere. No. The fact of the Zamoans' currency I mean. yeah. being like, you know, how they he become a judge? He spread out Zamoans in Toontown, meaning like he bribed to, right. to get their votes uh, from Toontown. And then you find out later that uh, the case that he and his brother were working whenever the guy got, uh, guy got the drop on him and then killed his brother was because he had robbed uh, a, bank. A, Toontown. a bank in Toontown and got all the Zamoans. It's so incredible. It's, again, the, the details. It's, it's, it's insane. It's there, but... You, <laughs> you just got to pay attention. Exactly. Um, but then we, you know, he goes back to his office and encounters Roger, and the the relationship between Roger and Eddie through the whole movie is really great. Right. They, work, they play off each other so, so well, and I really, like, the slapstick that they have together the character growth that they they have, you know, cuz being there and they, you know, they go with the weasels, which the weasels are great. I great. I love the weasels in this. They're so cheesy, but they're so like, you know.
0: Did you know there was supposed to be 7 Dude. of them?
1: Yeah, like a play on the 7 dwarfs? Correct. But there's only 5. They they said
0: they were getting tired of animation yeah. there was a lot Like there was a lot of an animation yeah
1: I mean the, like the, you gotta have each of them having their own personality and each of them doing something different right I think uh, they had the right amount and yeah but you know he him handcuffing himself to uh, Eddie and doing kind of a Dick Tracy thing
0: oh there was a dick joke in that fantastic <laughs> Is that a rabbit in your pocket or you just haven't seen me? It was, it was yeah, that's, straight up erection. <laughs> it was
1: fantastic. And then, you know, trying to cut cut it off. And then, but this also goes back into what I'm talking about where the movie... You could have took your hand out the whole time? Yes. Such a great joke. But having Only when him, it was funny. <laughs> only when it was funny. If them having the allegory of racism when it comes to the way tunes are treated, when... Roger's talking to Eddie and being like, you know, left, is the only thing we have. Right. And he's literally standing on a soapbox. Yep. It's like, it's so good.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: I really love that stuff. Um, Now, did you ever find it weird that Eddie just randomly goes home and takes a shower? Like he leaves Roger there. He's like, look after him. And then he's like, it cuts to him at his office and he's getting out of the shower. Right. Okay, like I never thought about it, but then I was watching a video that was talking about it. Apparently, there's a deleted scene where he was in a like trap by Doom, Judge Doom, and he mm-hmm. like gets all messy, and so then he has to go home and take a shower. But they cut that. But they still, I guess, it doesn't really matter. No, no nothing's really lost. But like, I I never thought about it. Oh. But it just shows that. Uh, well, I can there's a honestly things say, on the cutting room floor.
0: I can honestly say I think that's my root for the love of bears was because he stepped out of the shower right there. Really? Absolutely. Bob Hoskins does it. it he was a that was attractive. Okay. I know it sounds weird, but
1: I will. I hee-haw. as as a guy growing, you know, getting older, you know, there was there was an old Fairly Odd Parent. Do you know Fairly Odd Parents? I I'm you a, know. You know, with it, yeah. So there was an episode where Timmy, grew, uh, Timmy Turner. Wish to be older, you know. Yeah. And he lost his hair, and he got hair on his back. And he's like, "Where's my hair?" It's like, if "You have hair. It's on your back." And it's like, "Oh, this is so disgusting." But like seeing Eddie Valiant, this confident man, right. and he's just—he's got a hairy back, right? you know.
0: He did—he did that thing shirtless and then pantsless. Yeah. So he's not
1: extremely like he's not—he's not, he's not in bad shape. Mm-mm. Like he's like he's not like he you know, was thick. He, he, he doesn't look like me, but he does. <laughs> but he Stop does. It. Uh, but he does I mean, he's he's a average Joe, yep. you know. And I think he, that's another reason why I really like him he, as a main character in. Well, this. he also had his defenses
0: down, both literally and figuratively.
1: Jupiter pants down. Whoop! I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> Mr. Valiant. Mr. Valiant. <laughs> God bless it. But uh, then they go back, you know, him, because he has Dolores go look up about. Um, check the probate. Check the probate. Oh, my, my uncle had this probate and he had to take a big pill with water. Not prostate, you idiot. Probate. And then you start getting more of the details when it comes to Cloverleaf and then buying the red car and stuff. And all that stuff, it, like it brings it up in a very organic way. But, it doesn't focus on it enough to be like it's holding your hand. Right. Like, if you come to these conclusions yourself, you feel smart. It's
0: subliminal. I mean, you can see, like, at the very beginning, like, when he was leaving to go get on that railway, you can see where it says that Cloverleaf was taking over the the railroad, Mm -hmm. or the... The red car. The red car. When he even said it's, like, it's the best transportation in there, and then I'm like, oh, it's
1: impending doom. And then they go back, and Roger's doing his whole routine with everyone, singing, um... The merry-go-round broke down. Yeah, the merry-go-round broke down, which is the Looney Tune theme. So good. And, but then they're hiding, because Judge Doom arrives, and the whole...
0: No tune can resist!
1: So good. And then the Sorry. dip. Now, I didn't know this about the dip. The I forget what the ingredients they say for it.
0: Acetone,
1: um, uh, turpentine, and benzene. Which are the primary ingredients of... paint remover. Yeah. Brilliant. Right? Um, but also... Oh, to backtrack a little bit. A, why do
0: I remember that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> but looking for the... Uh, when he's looking for them and asking Angelo, and Angelo's like, I got him right here. Say hello, Harvey. Harvey. How much do you like? Do you appreciate that? I mean, I, you were in Harvey.
0: Yes, that was Which. that was fun. He's not a rabbit. He's a puka.
1: <laughs> I love it. Harvey's fantastic. If you don't right. haven't seen Harvey starring Jimmy Stewart, fantastic movie. We I may mean, have to put that on the list. Ooh, we will. That's a good. That would be a good one. That would be fun. It's been a while since I've watched it. Same. Um Maybe we won't have two rabbits in a row. We'll put it on a row in a That sounds
0: like a great play. Two Two rabbits in
1: a row. row. Um Mm. but yeah, so and you know, he this brings back the whole alcohol thing. You don't, you do, you don't. And he takes the alcohol and then they run away. (laughs) And I love the cab. Benny Benny the cab is amazing. Also, it's another one of these jokes that you know I have to look up because I'm not that knowledgeable. But he's like, you know, Talk about those Dodgers! Are they bums or what? Because I was when because a year later, the New York Dodgers, who he's complaining about, become the LA Dodgers.
0: It's like they they busted me for driving on the solid boat. It's only a couple of miles.
1: Which I mean, in, in some ways, is also a kind of uh, race-related uh, call. You know, it's a tune. It's a tune. He's he's they they busted me for walking on the sidewalk. You know? Driving on the sidewalk. Right, but like oh, you, I know got you. Mean, yeah. like of the times. You but, know, it's like but, you'd be busted for like it's like I'm just doing like he's a living thing and so him on the sidewalk is like it's it's whatever, but because he's a car, like they'll make up different rules for him and stuff. That's Which I mean makes sense, but I mean But that's also, why he tagged on. It was only for a couple of miles. miles. That was funny. So good. Hey Roger, what do you call the middle of a song? I don't know. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another thing I love about Benny is that like he's gonna crash, but he wants to take the time to set up this joke. Right. So good. I love it. I love it too. Uh, and you know they hide out in the, the uh, movie theater, and that's where you get the backstory of his him and his brother, and a tune no, and it sounds so genuine. You yeah. know, Roger is a great character, and he really you know he has a silly side, but he also like he gets mad. You know, right? He gets you know sympathetic. He he's not the tunes aren't one note. Characters. They they're have, all the noobs. They have full fledged characters, and you really see that with them. And Ro- Roger Rabbit is one of my favorite cartoon characters. You know why they made him like that? Why
0: they said he's an uh, amalgamation an of the big three artists.
1: He has like androids, aliens, and wizards. No,
0: of oh. artists, not of the adventures. <laughs> um, no he he has Disney quality like look. He has, uh, Warner Brothers' cute hu- uh... Timing? Hu- Humor? Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a, a Warner Brothers feel about it, and it has a Tex Avery mentality. Mm. So, it was, like, taking all three of those, and, and that's why the animation kind of looks what we call 80s. <laughs> I love his design. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's very patriotic. He's got red, white, and blue. America loves that. it has got your primary colors. Kids love it. He's a rabbit. He's got bow tie. Furries
1: love it. <laughs> He's got bow tie. Bow ties are cool. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> the sassy gays love it.
1: So, you know, he goes there and then they have the little news on the March segment and he learns about Maroon selling to Cloverleaf, which leads him there. That's the connection. That's the connection. And then he goes there and, you know, he intimidates uh, Maroon. Because the whole concept—I don't think we even talked about it—is they're
0: looking. R. K. Maroon had, um... right? Yeah, this is what they he his will was supposed to go to Toontown, but nobody could find the will, so they're trying uh, to uh, find
1: yeah, it. Ac- Acme's Acme Marvin Acme's will was supposed to go to the Toons, but they couldn't find it. So, and
0: so he—it's he, about to go to the highest bidder
1: of Toontown, which, which happens to be Cloverleaf. Yes. And then Maroon was also selling to Cloverleaf. Correct. Uh, and his original plan for blackmailing Roger was to blackmail, in reality, Marvin Acme uh, so that he would get the will. He left to Tunes. toons! <laughs> yeah, but he goes there and then uh, Maroon is killed by a mysterious gun. I love Lady Herman
0: it all stinks
1: <laughs> it all stinks and I don't like it
0: I love it it's like I got a 30 year old left and a 3 year old dinky
1: uh, <laughs> it's like I'm like this baby just talked about it's penis and I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> I got my
0: stoggy <laughs>
1: Herman is a great character uh, I really really like him cookie cookie <laughs> but um you know he's in chases after Jessica who's takes the car, and takes Roger into Toontown. <laughs> she she wanted nobody to hurt her funny bunny. <laughs> no, don't hurt funny
0: bunny. And then we get to go to Toontown. But him
1: grabbing his, first grabbing his gun, his animated gun, given to him by Yosemite Sam, Yep.
0: Uh,
1: and everything was really fun, and then pouring out the alcohol. Again, it just, it takes its characters seriously, and their growth and their progression.
0: Funny and, note. You know, Robert Zemeckis? <laughs> <America's... laughs> <laughs> no, that's a funny note. Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, who directed this movie, mm-hmm. also directed Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. That same tunnel was used in both Back to the Future Two and. Oh really?
1: Movie. Yep. Didn't know that. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, it has a similar look, so yeah, I would believe it. Robert Zemeckis has done a lot of great stuff. I um, mean, can we talk about the frighteners. It was not. A... I don't know the frighteners. What? I don't know the frighteners. Don't yell at me, Michael J. Fox. Where he can see ghosts. That's Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> what? You, never see? you really never see the Frighters? Why would I lie?
0: <laughs> no, you did. I, you do tell the truth better than anybody. <laughs> What we need to watch the frighteners? Is it a horror? It what? Well, it's Robert Zemeckis horror. Like it's okay. goofball funny, but it's there's some blood and gore.
1: During the month of October, I want. We're, oh we'll, my we're, God. we're, only, we're only gonna submit in the possibility uh, horror films. Right, we'll put it in the draw. I'm. I'm I guess, yeah, because that's it.
0: It, at I first, love Zahar, Robert Zemeckis' song. It, it was panned at the movie. Everyone was like, he hauled, But the more you watch that Everyone movie. Everyone was like, what? he haul. Was it reviewed by donkeys? Pre- pretty much. Jackasses. He <laughs> caters to the Democratic Party. I mean. <laughs> 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 anyway. Uh, yeah, Friday's is a really good, like, whodunit movie. Oh, it's got that, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Christian Bale. No.
1: Michael he, J. Fox. Keep
0: going. What is going Christopher Lloyd. Oh my god. I'm, I'm... Bet Midler. <laughs> you know. Hold on.
1: I can't read. Darren oh.
0: Chris. No. Darren Chris. Thomas like Hayden four. Church. <laughs> I mean Wait. Toby McGuire. You 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 listening? Jeffrey Cohn. Jeffrey Cohn. And Jake Busey. Gary Busey? Gary Busey's son Jake is it? Ah. Oh, there's a plot twist there. Oh my god, we need to watch the frighteners.
1: Even if we don't watch it for the month of October, we'll watch it.
0: Absolutely, that'll be fun. Okay, so
1: so anyway, uh, but yeah, so he goes to Toontown, and there's just we could talk an hour on the details in Toontown. You know, smile, darn you smile. Yeah, so that, whether it's the song, all the other characters you see, um, Droopy. This <laughs> is <laughs> there. This is your floor. There. Going oh. up the floors you see uh, Roadrunner and Coyote. Yep. Um, and and <laughs> must we forget Lena Alice in Wonderland. Hi-
0: oh. I was gonna say Lena Hyena. Lena Hyena. Hi- Is that the Jessica name. Rabbit?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> so...
1: It's hilarious. But that... That's a Lena! But that Alice in Wonderland... That's funny. For a good time to see Alice in Wonderland. It's fantastic. Um... Yeah. And then we you know, you then see oh, you encounter right, Jessica. <laughs> mm. You see Jessica and, you know, she saves him from Doom and then it's like, Doom's behind it. So great. Jumping um, in the puddles. <laughs> as they're leaving Toontown chasing after Doom. And then we get you know, we get the the line, What do you see in a guy I like him? He makes me laugh. And then we get the moment that was censored. You know about this? Yes. How the f- so for anyone who doesn't know, in, in the scene when they're when uh, they're leaving Toontown, and then Judge Doom pours the dip, um, and Benny the Cab crashes into a light pole, and they are flung out of the car. In the original movie, yep, and the original VHS tapes, yep. uh, you could see that the animators had animated Jessica Rabbit's vagina.
0: She ain't got no money though. She went
1: commando underneath those uh underneath the dress, and for like two blink, you'll miss it. Um, frames you can see up her skirt. Why would you do that? Same. I guess because it's just so quick, it won't see it. Same reason in nineteen eighty eight, the
0: the artist that made Little Mermaid's palace had
1: put dicks all over it. Put the dick. I mean, it's yeah. so weird.
0: So but yeah, like but, na- but
1: nowadays uh they edited it out and or reanimated it and, and put panties on it. her. Or just they covered it with the dress. That's the All way right. I see it.
0: All right, we got it. But,
1: but yeah, yeah, same thing. They covered it. And I mean it's not a big deal, but I guess I guess for some that I I don't know why you have it. Like but it wasn't I don't think it was something so big that you need to fix it, but them fixing it I don't care. Like, nobody it's just such a weird thing. Nobody wants to see animated cooch. You don't.
0: I mean, I would do. Um,
1: what goes in there? He <laughs> makes me laugh. And then you get your climax, which is just fantastic. After with reveal after reveal, having Eddie do the dance, which is you really fun. You find
0: out that Judge Doom is the sole prop, or sole stockholder of Cloverfield. Uh-oh. Oh, Cloverfield? <laughs> Same thing.
1: Oh, God, I can't hold my camera still. Cloverleaf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when his mission was... In
1: that he is, in reality, a tune. <gasps> Did
0: you know who he was supposed to be? Who? It was never revealed. Ronald Reagan. No. <laughs> it was supposed to be revealed that... Oh, he was a toon. That, uh, that he was the hunter that shot Bambi's mom. What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> How I guess like I guess it's just such a would be such a weird thing. Can you imagine if he like kept every single characteristic but that also was the case? Right. Because then you go back and watch, Bambi, here, <laughs> you'd yeah. watch Bambi. And I just, got a deal <laughs> I got I got Bambi. am we just, on, I'm <laughs> really just <like> <laughs> Sorry for everyone's ear. Uh But, you know, it's, 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 honestly, it's kind of horrifying. Yeah. When you, like, when you really watch this segment of him changing, like, I can't imagine, like, I don't remember watching this as a kid. Like, I I can't remember the first time I watched it. I think it was, like, a teenager. But watching this as a kid in that moment happens, like, his eyes are bugging out. The, the thing, that voice, it's like, this is Fucking terrifying. Now,
0: imagine Tim Curry with that
1: happening. Mm, remember Eddie? (laughs) When I killed your brother? I sounded just like this. Mm, Eddie, let's get a cheese pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Spice Spice
0: I'm bolted to the wall.
1: <laughs> Tell me, Eddie, do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do!
0: Well, you better let him out! Uh-huh. 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 Which is funny because I love, I mean, the weasels, they, they died laughing. Yeah. He's knocking them dead. He's killing them. To me, that was the, the funniest setup. It's like, oh my god, all these little anachronisms, like, yeah, knocking him, you're slaying them, kid. It literally happened. Yeah. that's how you can kill. And they set too. it
1: up at other points even in the movie. You're so like go your cousins, your cousins. It's like no, you remember what happened last time? Maybe there were seven of them and two of them already died. Right, <laughs> but you know it's a great moment. Uh, Bob Hoskins. It's a, it's a funny routine and really fun, and he you know gets the upper hand. First off, when he first crushes Walls,
0: him, that does... I mean, that no,
1: that doesn't rhyme with walls. No, but this does. But, so good. Uh, but he gets the upper hand and uh, he splatters the dip on Judge Doom and he dies. Wow, wow, wow. And a very a in a very much kind of wicked witch of the West esque
0: <laughs> I'm melding. it's
1: fantastic. Wow, wow. And tying up and then so, and then you have the, the plot point of The Will. Mm-hmm. And like, the thing is... Because when I was watching it today, before we came to the, this meeting... A I meeting? You know, we had... You know, he talked... They bring up The Will, and then earlier, whenever he first encounters Roger, mm-hmm. after the murders occurred, Roger's like, I wrote her a love letter. I found a random scheme, scrap... I just took a scrap of paper, and I wrote it down, and he wrote it down. And then he's still holding on to that. And then... He has it, so he has it on his person. And then when they're running away from the bar after the shave and haircut, two bits, mm-hmm. drinks the alcohol. When they are in the weasel's car, and he jumps into the back to get Benny out, mm-hmm. you see the paper pop out, and Eddie grabs it and he puts it in his pocket. And like just it's with, a like they keep throwing it in your face to be like to see the piece of paper well even so that later on even
0: Jessica said it, it's like he it's like he just gave me an envelope which was just a blank piece of paper
1: yeah <laughs> and so, so that's why she threw it away and then that's, that's where probably. Roger found it yep and so then and then Eddie remembers that because again they establish how good of a detective he is and you have him how I count the days my name my me leads to my last villain testament the tunes, <laughs> and you but have this big it, moment. But it's
0: because it was written in re- disappearing reappearing ink.
1: It's so yeah. <laughs> Again, and then it wraps up in such a beautiful way. Well, of it's a woodpecker or a pussy, and having <laughs> God, I could not believe my ears when Sylvester's a pussy. I was, I was like, like,
0: pussy cat. Yeah? It's like finished puffy. it. a pussy or a woodpecker. <laughs>
1: All right, the audience is just watching like fucking Green Goblin from Spider Man. Finish it, (laughs) finish it. He just (laughs) just leaves it on pussy. That's the name of my band. Leaves it on pussy. (laughs) Done, and we get a happy ending to what I think is a fantastic movie. I don't don't you concur? Well, didn't it? How many Oscars did it win? win? It had to have won at least like something for visual effects if they had one at the time. You look this up. Get back over here. What are you doing? You look that up because, it, yeah, like I said, I... It won three Oscars. What did it win for? It won uh, Best uh,
0: Film Editing, Best Effects, Sound Effects, and be,
1: uh, Visual Effects. Best Visual Effects? I mean, it does... It absolutely... Deserved best visual effects. It is incredible what they were able to do with this movie. And I love it. It's It had
0: one of the most terrifying <sighs> villains. I, I remember having nightmares as a kid because of his eyes. Yeah. Because there were so like...
1: I mean, no joke. This is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Top. Hands down. Top 30 favorite films of all time.
0: It would be my top 15. Top 15? Top 15. It's It's up there. Like... Yeah. It, it has nostalgia for me um, and my family, and almost uh, it caused a rift. So, uh, uh, we kids got to go see it twice.
1: <laughs> so, if, if we were to, um, uh, I, I'd asked Jason to send me his thoughts, and I don't think he did. It's okay. Uh, he's recovering from a headache. Oh. But and I hope he feels better. But, um, you know, last week we gave a rating uh, for the Suicide Squad. So, this week, right. giving a rating. I'm going to I'm gonna give Hoover and Roger Rabbit a 10 out of 10. Uh, definitely. Uh, I agree. Yeah. 10 Bennies out of 10. 10 Bennys. Ten, 10 Brother Theodores out of 10. 10 Teddies. 10 Teddies. Oh, Not 10 Teddies. 10 Teddies. Titties. 10 titties. 10, titties. ten, titties. ten
0: titties. That's what. That's what. And then here comes the, the Iron Man. Not Iron Man. The Tin Man. <laughs> the Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. He's back. like
1: 10 titties. You say?
0: By the way, did you know that they had to counterbalance her action for her tits? Like, for walking? Like, instead of normally going up and down? Yeah. Like, it was counterbalanced. to it go, like, down up? I don't know. It's weird. Listen,
1: Jessica Rabbit could not exist in real life. Right. Those angles. Her, her,
0: I mean, her calves are huge, though. So. Right? So, I mean, it was voluptuous all the way up. So, she may have been able to support it, but she'd been a little top heavy. Her
1: back would have been like. Right. So, but that's, uh, that's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was Judge Doom. Actually, it was Marvin Acme. It was Judge Doom all along. Doom,
0: doom, 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 doom. It, Actually, I think my name is R.K. Maroon. He framed Roger Rabbit,
1: right? No. I don't think he knew Judge Doom had, had killed Marvin Agnew. He was just doing the yeah. the, the so, side gig. So thing. the answer of Who Framed Roger Rabbit is Judge Doom. Also, apparently, the the movie does not have a... uh, Yeah, that was very sad. You know who voiced that shoe?
0: Wheezy the Penguin from Toy Story?
1: Nancy Cartwright. Shut up! Mm Oh. Who, if anyone knows, is the voice actor for Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson.
0: Simpson. So,
1: um, but yeah, but the movie does not have a question mark in its title, despite it being a question, because apparently having a question mark in your title is bad luck.
0: Explain that to who's Harry Crumb? That movie was a stinker, but I love that movie.
1: There's also apparently a phrase that comes from this movie called "bumping the lamp."
0: Yes, because, because
1: in the scene, whenever they're in the back of uh, in the kind of the speakeasy area of Dolores' uh bar, a uh, hooch cellar. They they knock <laughs> the hooch cellar. They bump a a uh, lamp, and mm-hmm. it swings. And that phrase is to say like going the distance and showing.
0: I will find my frame, I will go the distance, (laughs) till I find my hero's welcome right, where I be.
1: I'm not doing it. Do it. I can't do it. That's the wrong note. Try to opt up? Yep. So that is Who Framed Roger Rabbit this week. We gotta pick a new movie. Do you still have your randomizer? I do. So we have to, we, um, I'm gonna try, I need to set up something so people, if they listen, can send in uh, suggestions So last week You know I, I put four through Friend Roger Rabbit we'll keep the two That were put in One by you And one by Jason you cannot
0: kill David Arquette And The Lighthouse so. Right So this
1: week Jason did not send me Another one So uh, we'll just put One from me One from you okay. And then uh, We'll randomize from that Okay So there will be Three options Against my one Okay but We'll see So what are, what are you Going to put in As a possibility What's a good movie that I haven't seen in a hot, hot minute that I would like
0: to revisit? Um, I don't know. Well, well, you you tell me. Okay, my one. movie is
1: one actually I haven't seen, but I've been wanting to see for a while. It's 1996's Spotting. Wow. that okay. It's a Guy Ritchie film. No, it's Danny Boyle. It's a Danny Boyle film. I have not seen it. I've heard a lot of great things... And I want to see it.
0: That's a that's a trippy of a movie. I haven't seen that hot movie in a that minute. hot movie in a minute. <laughs> I haven't seen that hot movie in a minute. All I remember is. I've never it. seen it. So so there's an that's... iconic scene in it that are you like? What just happened? Okay. So
1: yeah, I'm excited. So that's my submission. Is you know what? Spotting. So. What. I like. I'm. I'm wanting getting into the horror ooh, but I don't want to get like that. We're doing horror for. Uh, uh, ho- horror for we'll be Halloween. doing ha- Halloween. Okay, uh, for the October um, season. You know Sorry. what? I have not seen The Pianist. The Pianist. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, The Pianist. Oh, that's that, that's like a over two hour ordeal. Well, that, you know, that's, what? A, that's gonna be interesting to see. I be I be into it. So, All right. what what kind of app do you have? It's just this?
0: called. Hold on. What do you got? It's called the Wheel. <laughs> okay. And right now I put, i named it the movie wheel. So we got the lighthouse. You cannot, cannot kill, kill David Arquette,
1: Arquette. The pianist and, and train, train spotting. So hit that randomizer and we do 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 do
0: do 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 Where's it gonna go? No, oh, it's slowing down. Oh what's gonna be what is this?
1: We're gonna have Boop. train spotting. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> it won by like
1: a it was either that or the lighthouse
0: but it's a it, train spotting won.
1: Okay. Yes. I'm
0: right. okay, right. kind of excited about this.
1: Okay. <laughs> so episode three will be Danny Boyle's train spotting. Bye. And that, that movie can be watched. Uh, you can watch it on Paramount Plus yes. uh, with a subscription. I believe I have a subscription. Uh, it's also available on Amazon uh, to rent and also on Prime. Oh, I just said that, so you can watch it there. But please uh, tune in next week for our episode of Train Spotting. I'm very excited. I, like I said, I have not seen this movie, and it's one I'm very much. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in years. Apparently, it's free on Pluto TV. Is apparently a thing also. Yeah, oh, Pluto TV. That's yeah. So. Uh, We'll see you guys next week, though. Hopefully, we should have Jason back. um, Jason's back. I definitely will want to hear his thoughts. I think he knows this movie. But if he doesn't, we'll all watch it, and it will be fun.
0: Absolutely. Now, let's go find some air conditioning, because it's a little balmy in here. It is a little bit. (laughs) We'll
1: we'll, we'll, we'll probably have to... We may have to start changing our spot here. But that's that's fine. fine. Anyway. (laughs) So, for the Cinema Squad, I'm Seth. I'm Michael. And thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Cut, print. Tony